Welcome to an audio stream from San Marino Community Church, featuring our own pastoral staff and various guest speakers. Good morning. Today's scripture reading is from the book of Esther, which is my favorite book in the Old Testament. I'm going to read you a passage from chapter 4, verses 10 through 17. Hear the word of God. Then Esther spoke to Hector and gave him a message for Mordecai, saying, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that if any man or woman goes to the king inside the inner court without being called, there is but one law. All alike are to be put to death. Only if the king holds out the golden scepter to someone may that person live. I, myself, have not been called to come into the king's for 30 days. When they told Mordecai what Esther had said, Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, Do not think that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silence at such a time as this, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another quarter, but you and your father's family will perish. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to royal dignity for just such a time as this. Then Esther said in reply to Mordecai, Go, gather all the Jews to be found in Susa, and hold a fast on my behalf, and neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will also fast as you do. After that, I will go to the king, though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. Mordecai then went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Many of you probably have heard this story before. Just in case, I'm going to briefly tell you what's happening in the first three chapters. The story in the book of Esther revolves around four main characters. King Ahasuerus. Haman, who was like a prime minister of the king, Mordecai, and Esther. Mordecai was a Jew. In terms of ranking, he was not very important in the royal court. He served at the gate of the city of Susa. He was Esther's uncle. He adopted her when Esther lost her parents at her young age. Esther was raised by her uncle, but being taken to the court as a concubine to the king Ahasuerus, and later became the queen. Although she was a Jew, she had a Persian name and did not let the other know her relationship with Mordecai. So four main characters, King Ahasuerus, Haman, Mordecai, and Esther. You know, very often people's names have special meaning. Names 
reflect some kind of beliefs or expectation. My first name is Takin, which is formed by two Chinese words. Tak means virtue, and kin means strength. Usually being strong and virtuous is an expectation for male in my culture, but not for female. So my name Takin is actually very masculine. My grandfather gave me this name. Maybe because he had gone through war, World War II, and he witnessed tragedies in this world. He wanted me to be strong and virtuous like a male. Many scholars have identified King Hahasuerus as the Persian king Saxus the Great, who reigned from 486 BCE to 465 BCE. Sexus, this title means mighty. According to the book of Esther, Ahasuerus ruled 127 provinces, and his empire stretched from India through Middle East to Africa. His empire was huge. So he must be a mighty king, right? When he holds a royal banquet, it, listed, it lasted for 180 days. That means he partied for half a year. His palace was glamorous, decorated by gold, silver, fine linens, and precious stones. Wine drinking was by flagons without restraint. Could you imagine if I throw my birthday party and celebrate with all the people in Los Angeles for half a year. <laughs> you might think, Takin, you are super, super, super nice and generous. Or you might think, Takin, you're super flashy. <laughs> Ahasuerus wanted to be honored by his people as a king who was generous and mighty, but actually, he made royal decisions based on impulses, especially when he was drunk. He obsessed with honor and craved for praises and affirmations from the others. His obsessions and craving drove him to buy more honor with flashy generosity. The scripture also tells us that he showed no interest in spending his energy on thought because he was easy to be manipulated. He drew bad politicians around him. Haman was one of the bad politicians. He knew how to please the king, and very soon he became, he promoted, he became like a prime minister now, nowadays. Haman hated Mordecai because Mordecai refused to bow to him. So he planned to kill Mordecai. Not only that, he bribed King Ahasuerus so that the king would allow him to set a day when all the people in the empire could legally perform tribal cleansing and kill all the Jews. Whether men or women, young or old, if they were Jews, they would be killed on that day. An edict that served Haman's personal interest was issued. Rather than protecting the people, the law had become a weapon 
turning the people to fight against each other. It was terrible. It was a terrible news for Mordecai and his people. When Mordecai found out the plot of Haman, he asked Esther, would you do something? Do something to save the Jews, your innocent people. After graduating from college, I worked as a marketing coordinator in an artist management company. I was young, and I didn't know much about business. So I listened carefully to the instruction of my boss. I jotted down all the details in the meetings. I read books. I asked brothers and sisters in my church who had experience in business and management to teach me. I observed. I learned how to work together with my colleagues. It's the same with Esther. Esther was being taken to the court probably at her teenage. She was young and inexperienced. When young girls were being taken to the court, they had to go through a year of intensive training. What do they train them? They learned about cosmetics, perfumes, oil of myrrh. They went through cosmetic treatment and diet control. Like all other young girls, Esther missed home. But instead of feeling unfortunate, Esther quietly observed and listened carefully when she learned. She paid attention to details and followed instructions. The custodians of the concubine love Esther. You know why? Because she never gave trouble to anyone. She knew how to play along. Well, you might think, hmm, Esther was just obedient. That's not very creative. But don't forget the story in the book of Esther was unlike the society we are living in today. The empire was ruled by a dictator. The people were oppressed by a totalitarian regime. They were there were consequences for being creative. Esther could become a queen because of the downfall of the previous queen. The queen before Esther, she actually was beautiful. She was wise, like a role model of all the women in the empire. King Ahasuerus believed she was the best woman until she valiantly rejected the king's request. She was punished and being removed. Unlike the previous queen, Esther listened. She obeyed instructions. She willing to play along. She survived and became the queen. You see, when we work so hard, we gain knowledge, we gain wealth, we gain our house, our car. We finally make our dreams come true. Then what happened? We started to think it is our own work. We earn it. We forget this is the grace from God that makes us succeed. When Esther became the queen, it was because of her hard work, her attentiveness, her obedience, her play along that made her succeed. 
she began to disconnect with God. She disconnect with her people. She was living in her royal palace and did not know about the tragic, the terrible edict. She did not know her uncle Mordecai and her people are going to be killed. In fact, her name, Esther, it means hiding. When Mordecai asked Esther to do something to save her innocent people, Esther was afraid because she could put to she could be put to death if something if she's showing herself in the king's inner court without being summoned by the king. She did not want to take risks or reveal herself as a Jew. It was her fear to lose. Everything that she had earned to become a queen. Her success brings her fear and disconnection with her, with God and her people. When Mordecai said to Esther, "Do not think that you could hide in king's palace, and you will escape any more than all the other Jews, for if you keep silence." Relief and deliverance will rise for the people from another quarter, but you will perish. Remember the parable of talents that Jesus has taught us. The master gives five talents to a servant. This servant makes another five talents. The master says, "Well done, you are good." And trustworthy. The master entrusts two talents to another servant. He makes another two talents. The master says, "Well done, you're good and trustworthy." The last servant has one talent, but he is afraid of losing it. He hides it in the ground. The master says to him. You are wicked and lazy. The master takes away his talents and gives it to the one who has ten talents. Like Esther, who finally became the queen, we finally reach our goals and dreams in our lives. Hello. <laughs> But we are also like Esther. Would you like to stand here?、Oh. But we are also like Esther, who was afraid to risk her life and lose everything. Bye. We are afraid of losing what we have earned in our life, like Esther, who wanted to hide in her own palace. We want to hide. In our own success, in our own comfort zone, it is our fear that disconnects us with God and our own people. It is the disconnection that brings us to our downfall. It is not about God's punishment. 
We know the story of Esther is ended in a happy way. The young Esther, who played along, put her head down, and knew how to hide herself, changed. She changed, became a national hero, and a religious leader. At the end of the story, it was Mordecai's advice that reminded her: Do not think that you could hide. In the king's palace, and you will escape any more than all the other people. For if you keep silence, relief and deliverance will rise for the people from another quarter. But you will perish. Immediately, Esther reconnected with God and with her people. She ordered Mordecai, "Go, gather my people in Susa." Hold a fast on my behalf. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. I and my maid also fast, as you do. Instead of hiding, Esther chose to face the challenge together with her people. She acted, but when she acted, she did not act like a fool. Or made her decision based on impulses, like the king. She knew she knew the danger and the consequences that she was going to face. She planned carefully how to approach King Ahasuerus. Not only successfully eliminated Haman, her enemy, she saved her uncle and her people. How many of you know about the story of Spider-Man? Just wing your eyes. Yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I remember there was a scene when Peter Parker struggling whether he still wanted to be the Spider-Man or not. He thought he thought about hiding his superpower. Just be a photographer. Get married with his loved one, Mary Jane. Have a family, like other normal people. Maybe he doesn't want his superpower. Then he remember his uncle Ben's advice: "With great power comes great responsibility." For Esther, it is her obedience, her willingness to listen to her uncle's advice that made her step up and no more hiding. She reconnected with God and her people and made her became the religious leader. It was her wisdom and precision of her action that made her the national hero. Brother and sister, let's take one step. At a time, whatever you're doing in your life right now, be attentive, observe, listen to advice, but also discern, discern your own fear, so that you connect with God. Keep connecting with God, and with the people around you. Take action to respond to God's call. Take action to multiply your talents that God has given you. Don't be afraid to lose what you have earned, because God will add your talents.
When you are willing to use them for God, God will multiply your talents. When you are willing to share what has been given to you from God, God will multiply your talent. Do not think that you could hide in the king's palace, and you will escape any more than all the other people. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to royal dignity for just such a time as this. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.